0: The package being delivered. So,
1: I don't have much to say, but what is going on, why is it going on, and is this actually real? Disinformation and the election was always going to be a thing, and, well, it was. For this Cyber, Motherboard EIC, Jason Kepler and I exclusively discuss the state of play and why we're here. Iranian hackers and mass conspiracies on Twitter. 2020, everyone. I'm Ben Macu, and this is Cyber. Jason, you have a pool right now?
0: Uh, yes, I'm staying at an Airbnb with a pool, which I have to say has made the last uh, week and a half of extreme anxiety slightly better. The sun well, has been nice.
1: I can imagine. So uh, let's just update listeners on what what occurred. I was up till 6am watching results. And then I went to sleep. And I woke up at two o'clock. And I felt like the guy in the Washington Irving novel or yes. story.
0: Yeah, you missed our record time. I missed our record a, time. I, I filed a missing persons <laughs> report about you. <laughs> or yep. I was about to. <laughs> uh so just for just to start this off, we're recording this at 3:30 p.m. Eastern time on Three, Wednesday.
1: 3:27 3. p.m. Eastern time to be to be claro. And yeah, we don't uh, know we what's don't, going to happen.
0: Right. We don't know who's going to win. It, right now it seems as though the, you know, the states that are still being counted are Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and I think still North Carolina. Uh, it seems as though with like the late vote and all this, uh, not the late vote, the absentee ballots and mail-in ballots, which are being counted after the in-person voting, it seems as though Biden will likely win, I think, although we we don't know for sure. But uh, I just want to, we don't want to talk... We don't, don't want to talk that. wins think,
1: because, but we don't know. I mean, it's very possible that uh, he doesn't win, that this kind of falls apart. But I think the bigger well, thing that we right, I mean, I'm just saying
0: to, this just for context, so just for context, when, yeah. when we are recording this and <laughs> yeah. what the state of the, the <laughs> race is at the moment, that's, which is a, that's which, what's happening, which is a nightmare, by the way. Um, it's a, a huge nightmare.
1: Uh, but I, I think the 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 bigger thing I mean it's been something that's that's kind of colored this election. a lot of people said it was going to, and I was even skeptical whether or not it would, but the misinfo and disinfo that's happening did it it was a feature, and I'm wondering right now, Jason, what we're seeing both I mean let's go over what happened, but let's go over what's happening right now,
0: yeah. It's hard to know where to start because uh, I think we talked a little bit about like Hunter Biden's uh, laptop, which was sort of the like disinformation stuff in the lead up to the election. Like that was the Trump campaign's like big attempt at undermining uh, Biden sort of 2016 Russia Hillary email style Uh, that didn't really like take off in any real way. Um, But then we also saw uh tons of disinformation and misinformation around coronavirus uh and the sort of level of dangerousness as well as uh anti mask sentiment and stuff like this uh and so i mean i I'm kind of like rambling and, and talking around it, but basically like the misinformation this time is like the entire country information ecosystem whereas like in 2016 it was easy to point at russian disinformation and like fake news more broadly whereas this time it's like the entire republican party as well as the right-wing media that has been saying for months that a like coronavirus is not a big deal and the trump uh campaign, the Trump administration has been, you know, handling it as best as anyone possibly could, which, uh, as we know from other countries is like not true. And then you also have like the black lives matter protests as well as like Antifa type narrative that has come from the right that is like cities are anarchist zones and, uh, are very dangerous. Uh, and then you also have, uh, like this mail-in ballot, narrative where it's like the election is going to be stolen and Democrats are gonna like do a bunch of uh illegal voting and vote twice and vote five times and and all this sort of thing So I mean there's different like classes of misinformation and disinformation I guess in the lead up to the election which makes it all confusing to parse like what got through and what did not but I think like what we're seeing right now is this uh, this like mail-in ballot narrative has kind of gone exactly how everyone said it would where Trump had a lead on election night because republicans have mm-hmm. tended to vote more on election day uh in person and then you know because so much of the democrat strategy was like doing mail-in ballots because of coronavirus and locking in votes early um, because in a lot of states, those votes aren't counted to after you're now hearing this narrative that Democrats are attempting to steal this election somehow. You're hearing it from the Trump campaign. You're hearing it from Trump himself. You're hearing it from right-wing media and just like random influencer type people. And so that's kind of like the state of play, I think at this right moment, now, yeah I understand. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I, I, you know, I, from, as an outsider, I have not been covering this, but I've seen, to me, I feel like the the mask, the anti-mask stuff has been really, that's clearly been effective and people have actually like latched onto that. And then now I think, I mean, even before the mail-in ballot debate, whether or not it's even can be trusted, has clearly taken hold. Those two things were very effective. Like those two, whoever was really spreading that, I think it, it both came from, The presidency itself and people online, those two things really have now, I mean, they're the two biggest things facing us, right? I mean, whether or not people still believe in this virus, I mean, it's clearly real. And whether or not right now in the, you know, in the next 24 hours, ballots can be counted and can be trusted.
0: Right. And I think, uh, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, as we said, like 10 different times, but the... Like in the lead up to the election, there was a lot of sort of, I mean, I'm going to call them mainstream media. It was like also us uh, saying that, you know, we probably won't know who won on election night unless it's a landslide, which this is clearly not like a landslide. Um, it is close, but but we knew or at least because we knew because of coronavirus that so many people would be voting absentee or voting by mail or voting early and having their votes counted later that we wouldn't know on election night. And yet all I saw last night on election night was people saying like Biden is underperforming, the Democrats have fucked this up. Like, uh, you know, just there's like a lot of different narratives playing out right now. And the general narrative is like, well, because Biden didn't win on a landslide, he therefore doesn't have a mandate, even if he does win. And so that is potentially coloring like what, Democrats might be able to do, even if it turns out and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but even if it turns out that like Biden wins the popular vote by 10 million votes, which seems very possible when you consider like the margins in California and some of these uh, other states. And I know that, uh, you know, we vote by electoral college, but it is very possible that like Trump could lose and he could lose by quite a lot um, once all the votes are counted and yet you have this narrative that it's like, well, if Biden wins, he's just like eking it out. And uh, therefore, you know, we're going to have people marching in the streets and <laughs> civil unrest and all this sort of thing. And I think it's like, it's funny how that's, I don't that's, know what's going to happen, but because that's the narrative, it's like. Yeah, you have Republican politicians, you have Trump saying that this is being stolen and like it it could very well be that like. Trump more or less got his ass kicked uh, in terms of, like, overall numbers, I guess. And so I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I think that this narrative that, like, Trump declared victory last night, like, when he clearly wasn't winning is, is quite scary and also could have, like, lasting harm regardless of how this ultimately shakes out.
1: Selling a little or a lot? Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. So I think one question I, I wanted to know is the answer to is what was there what was what did the foreign influence actually look like in 2020 versus I mean 2016 we know exactly what it was. Twenty twenty, what was it?
0: Uh yeah. So we kept, I mean, we kept like waiting for this to happen. You know, Um, I think that uh, people were on very high alert this time. And I think that it's possible that a few months down the line, we'll find out that there were some disinformation campaigns that made it through around the edges, but like nothing major has been detected. As far as I know, I think that the biggest one was these, Proud Boys emails that voters in Florida and Arizona and Alaska got um, within, you know, like a week before the election that were very threatening and said, Hey, uh, don't vote. If like, you do, don't we'll vote. beat you up. If you <laughs> do, we'll fuck you up. Yeah. And yeah. to come from the Proud Boys. And this turned out to be an Iranian like disinformation campaign and, a, and a quite a sloppy one at that. And it's like, I don't know. Did that have any effect around the edges? Like kind of doubt it honestly, because The types of disinformation that, uh, like a a lot of the disinformation seemed uh, aimed at decreasing turnout. And from everything we've seen, this is like a massive turnout election. So I don't think that it had much of an effect. But like I said, that's not to say disinformation didn't have any effect in this election because there is so much disinformation around everything now. And (laughs) it's coming from the white house it's coming from the administration it's coming from fox news and gateway pundit and like all these right wing media outlets and it's also coming from influencers on you know tiktok and facebook and so on and so forth so i think that the disinformation is really coming from us this time and and that was definitely the case in 2016 as well in terms of like you know right wing uh groups like spreading really oversold news stories about Hillary's emails and stuff like that. But I think this time it's like you have essentially two, you have a divided uh, populace more or less. You have many Republicans who simply don't believe coronavirus is real or that big of a deal. Uh, You have people believing that like vaccines don't work, things like this. Uh, And then you also have people who think that our cities are, lawless areas that are being taken over by like Antifa and things of this nature. And like, that's not really the case. And so you have people living in their own reality bubbles, which I think is very concerning.
1: I think it's so concerning. I, I think that's what I found. I mean, I did cover disinformation in 2016 and this year, I mean, watching it uh, from, you know, from a place of not actually covering it. I just thought to myself, wow, this is just, this is everybody not listening to anybody <laughs> and, yeah. and, the, and only themselves. And it's just like, I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I listened to a few different podcasts that, that, that kind of captured this where it's two different worlds. When you mm-hmm. look at like what the, what the, what the Trump reality is versus the Biden reality. And it could all be in the same small town, you know? And I think right. that that's, that's a really troubling thing for America. <laughs> going forward
0: yeah i mean it, it, that's the thing and we're we're gonna see this play out over the next few months and next four years kind of regardless of what happens but it's like how can we move forward as a nation if we are living into completely separate realities uh, i think that that is a very difficult thing to do and i think it's it's largely one that we've been going through for the last four years like this is not new like our information bubbles and Uh, echo chambers and whatever you want to call it are not new but i think that it is really difficult when you are trying to defeat something like trumpism where the lie is like part of the whole game and so uh I, i mean i guess that there were people out there who thought and were hoping for and i think that you know this is a reasonable thing to hope for that like the historically unpopular racist president who lies and oversaw a pandemic that has already killed a quarter million of people would be like roundly repudiated at the polls and would be just (laughs) like, get his, get his ass kicked. And like, that is not what happened. (laughs) That is not what happened. That's not what happened uh, as far as the electoral college is concerned. And like, you still have, you know, tens of millions of Americans who voted for him, probably over a hundred million people will have voted for him by the time this is all said and done. And, and, it's that,
1: like, and that sort of is the thing I find so fascinating about the disinformation beat, so to speak, that we've, you know, ourselves and other outlets have covered is that it, it really has worked in some way or another. When you, when you boil it down to what you just said, that we have a president who's presided over you know, of a quarter of a million people's deaths, and the debate is still on whether or not you should you should actually trust in masks and whether or not this is actually a completely a real pandemic. Is mm-hmm. you know that's that kind of tells you everything you need to know about right. about what's happening right now.
0: Right, and I think ultimately it's like uh, I don't need to get like too into this, but I think that you know democrats ultimately like ran a candidate who is like generic like centrist center left old man uh sort of like the least offensive candidate they possibly could have uh with the goal of like taking back minnesota and wisconsin and michigan etc but like this feels very much like if biden holds on it's uh enough people voting against trump and like a return to sort of status quo um and you're you're kind of seeing this and i don't want to like extrapolate too much but it, it feels like you know you saw in florida where voters voted for a 15 dollar minimum wage which is a progressive ideal but like trump kicked biden's ass there uh which suggests that it's like the democrats and uh Like, they don't necessarily seem to have a message that is, that is like pulling people back and also like inspiring a bunch of new people to vote. It seems like they've just like won back some white people in Michigan, like around the edges and Wisconsin. And it's like, I don't know that that's, I don't know that Biden, a Biden presidency is going to be able to like appeal to the people that Trump has won in the last four years with a narrative of like a grievance narrative and a narrative that is, uh, one that's kind of built on lies more or less. I, mean, yeah, we, we I, think I, don't,
1: I don't think you're wrong. I think, <laughs> I think the fact that those lies and, and the fact that that's all worked is, is a really, it, it, it puts a lot of, it casts a real shadow on on whatever the presidency of Biden would be if it doesn't end up being right. Like how do you actually, again, how do you convince people that masks are effective? Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I think, uh, one, one other thing I want to point out, uh, that we've been seeing and like, who knows what happens between now and the time you're listening to this, but like we're seeing disinformation go viral, like extremely quickly on Twitter and Facebook. Um, which is, I think a result of people doom scrolling as, uh, as they say, it's like everyone's refreshing Twitter every two seconds. So you see something that seems like real and you retweet it and it spreads very quickly. Uh, so you have, you know, like the Republican Party is currently trying to say that uh, like because some voters were given Sharpies in Arizona that like the Democrats were doing something weird there, uh, which is I don't even want to try to explain it, but it, it's basically like. It's not true in terms of like people who voted by filling in a bubble with a Sharpie are having their votes counted. Uh, You had a conspiracy theory earlier today that more registered more people voted in Wisconsin than there are registered voters. And I saw a tweet that got 30,000 retweets in three minutes. Um, wow! So you, yeah, exactly. And so you—that's so crazy. <laughs> that is yeah, just, I, I, it was like not true. And so you have people who are just like the, the information is spreading so incredibly quickly uh, that it's like I mean I think Twitter is actually doing a decent job monitoring uh, this. I, I mean, at,
1: it's it's funny to seeing all the all the all the the uh, the censorship of uh, Trump's tweets. yeah i call it censorship because it is censorship in in its classical sense but not that i disagree with it but it's interesting that the president of the united states is being censored on twitter (laughs) on you can't you like under the terms that you cannot trust the factual nature of what he's tweeting i mean i saw that he'd retweeted someone who had retweeted someone and that that tweet itself has been deleted right it's just like that's but that's so powerful when he does it.
0: Right. right? Uh, so like while we have gotten on this call, everyone in Trump's circle have has declared that they won Pennsylvania, which is not true at this moment. It's like seems like quite unlikely that Trump is going to win Pennsylvania. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen over the next couple of days, but like everything I've read is there's still tons of mail-in ballots to be counted and Many of them seem to favor Biden, and it's like Eric Trump just tweeted, "quote We have won Pennsylvania." Kaylee McEnany just tweeted, "Victory for President Real Donald Trump in Pennsylvania." Like this what is the they're fuck? just like making shit up. Like I, I think that and, and seeing like what sticks and hoping to either win it in court or to uh, I don't know cause like chaos. So I'm not sure.
1: That is that is insanity.
0: yeah so i mean i think that's a good place to leave it because it's like we just don't know but like this is like quite blatant at at this point and i think it's just like unclear what's going to happen but it's not not great uh
1: well you know on that note uh (laughs) jesus uh well, we'll see what happens tomorrow. And everyone listening, you're gonna be listening and knowing what happens. I really hope that whatever it is, Trump or Biden, <laughs> I'll toe the line on this. I just hope that it's it's real. <laughs> and right. it's not being it's not being, you know, it's not being uh contested in some bizarre way. That's just un- that's unclear and not true.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, uh so on that note. hang in there and yeah. uh we'll so talk to you soon. Bye.